0: Get right into the word of the Lord. Thank you for that exhortation. I mean, really, I think sometimes if we're not careful, we take a lot of things for granted that God does every single day when we ought to come to the house of God ready. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 31, one verse of scripture, there, verse number six. Moses was charging and exhorting Joshua, and he said, This be strong and of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. You may be seated. The Lord has stirred me for several days, really weeks, but several days. The Lord has surfaced this message to where I can no longer hold it in. And the thought and the theme that I would like to bring to you is something that has been prevalent in the church from the beginning. In fact, it was prevalent in heaven after God created the angels and three archangels and one of them displayed this very, very prominently. And the results, of course, was that he was expelled with one third of the followers that followed Lucifer and misery and heartache, sickness and death came upon the earth. The theme that I want to try to bring today is this simple word independent. Independent. The term here when Moses. Was telling Joshua, nor be afraid of them. It means, don't be oppressed by them. Don't let them prevail over you. Because many times in the scripture, men of God get weary. And trying to exhort and to teach and correct the people of God. And so many times, like Aaron, I feel the people. They give in to things that they should not give into. And so that particular term, he was basically telling Joshua, don't you let them shut your mouth. You tell them what I tell you, and you take them to the promised land. Do you know that Moses exhorted and encouraged Joshua with these same words several times before he died? Be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid. And after he got through in this particular chapter, he read the law and he looked at the Levitical priesthood. Remember, the only tribe that stood with him. Hear me. What happened? That he would stand and say, I know thy rebellion and your stiff neck. You have displayed it while I'm living, and you will display it more when I'm dead. What happened to the only tribe that was loyal? to the man of God that came out of the wilderness after 10 plagues and took God's people out. Something took place in their heart. It's called independence. The apostle Paul basically charged Timothy with the same. In First Timothy, the theme is correct, and sound doctrine must be the focus, as well as modesty and gender distinction, male, female, nothing in between. In Second Timothy, the theme to this young pastor is remain strong and faithful to the truth, and to your calling. I don't have a clue how God picks men to call. I I don't know what he sees in their life or their heart, and he says, you are going to do this, and you are going to do that. You, I don't understand all that. All I know that he does. In 2 Timothy, Chapter 3, he told Timothy that perilous times shall come. When the carnal flesh shall rule people, yet they will have a form of godliness of such turn away. Independent. In other words, they will look like they're living for God. They will dress like they're living for God. They will appear modest on the outside, but the imaginations of their heart have become independent. Now, for those of you that have been with me any length of time, this is not strange. My preaching, this is not strange to you. In fact, I received a text last night without the individual knowing what I was going to preach this morning that encouraged my soul to preach. You see, there's one thing for me to dress right. But without a heart right, if I have an independent heart, I'm not hiding anything from God. God does not want me to have an independent heart. He does not. I'll give you the definition of that in a moment. When Moses told the Levitical priesthood that you are rebellious, what he was saying was you resist the word. And then when he said that you are stiff-necked, he was saying you are unwilling to admit Any wrongdoing. Any culpability for those of you that know what the word means. Or submit. And they would increase this after his death. You can see in the church of the living God today. When men of God with courage and strength. That preach this gospel with everything that's within them. That were not going to be oppressed of the people. They were not going to allow the people to prevail. And they preached the word of God. But when they died. When they died. That independent spirit was already in the congregation. But that pastor was strong enough to keep it at bay. But when they died and another man came in. The man came in with Better ideas, he thought. Uh, i got a different way of doing it. Uh, We're going to see growth. Uh, But what kind of growth did he have? Uh, He had growth of an independent spirit. Uh, Well, all of a sudden, that which was evil was now good. And that which was good was now evil. You see, people, if we're not careful, all of us, We'll do what is right in our own sight. After the imagination of our heart, we will be able to rationalize, justify every action that we do that is contrary to the word of God or the man of God. Moses was not perfect. He sinned. It kept him out of the promised land in a physical state. David was not perfect, but for some reason God called them. And whom God calls, he begins to say, preach, 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 and preach. Because there will be a people, there will be a people that will hear and repent. There will be a people that say, hey, I don't want that type of spirit in me. Let me go ahead, since some of you may not know what independent really means. An independent means not subject to control by others. No, you're not telling me what to do. No! No, oh, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm sensing some things here. You know what independent means? It means self-governing. Let me tell you something right now for those of you that may have forgotten. The church of the living God is not a democracy. The church of the living God is not self-governed. The church of the living God is a theocracy. And the church of the living God is only governed by one office. And that office is the pastor that God has called and set. You may not like how I do it. You may not agree with my methods. You may not agree with what I tell you. But I'm telling you right now, there is somebody that's got my back uh, that is better and greater than any of us that is righteous. And I'm going to tell you, as he told Joshua, he has told me, fear them not. Be strong and of a good courage. There is no room in the church of the living God for self-government. My own definition is this. When you become or I become independent, you disconnect yourself from the body. You perform your own surgery. If you're an eye, you pluck it out. If you're an ear, you take it off. If you're a hand, you sever it. When you begin to make up your own decisions and your own choices and your own ideologies and your own mindset of what should be and should not be. Honey, you have disconnected yourself from the body of Christ. Independent. An independent spirit is the mindset and attitude that originated from Lucifer in heaven. Hear me. He was in heaven. I, I don't think you realize what I'm saying here. He was in heaven in the presence of God. In charge of one third of the angels to do nothing but magnify and glorify his creator. But he got independent and said, "I'm going to ascend, oh, to the mountain of God. I'm going to be like God. Oh, doesn't he understand? Every jewel, every stone that he had could not produce its own light, for he has no light. Nothing but darkness is in him. When you begin to do what is right in your own sight, you begin to allow darkness to come into your body, because your eye is no longer single, and then." Therefore, you cannot judge correctly. Your judgment is perverted. Don't try to justify your independent lifestyle by somebody else that's gravitated to you and saying, I like the way you're living. That's how clicks start in the church. That's how people in the sanctuary are elevated higher than they should be elevated. So what they say, you think is gospel. But what the man of God says, you begin to look for fault. Or the manner in which he says it. It's been from the beginning of time. I could be like other preachers and quit preachers are quitting in a vast number look at the statistics i could be like other apostolic preachers oh well it doesn't really matter let them wear this and let them paint this and let them cut this and let them listen to this and Let them make their own decision without godly counsel. You're right, nobody can stop you. God has given you sovereignty of choice. You can make any decision that you want. But I remember a long time ago when I was preaching for another pastor. As a young man, I began to pray for someone in the altar. And I prayed like I normally do. But someone didn't understand how I was praying. He called me in his office. I'm my own pastor at this time. And he told me, that can't go on. I didn't make excuses. I didn't come in there and say, I, was, I just said, hey, it'll never happen again when I preach for you. Bishop Smith asked me when I knew it was time for me to resign as the National Ford Mission Director. He said to me, Brother White, would you take it another term? I don't have anybody. Even though I knew that it was time for me to step down because my pastor asked me to do something, I said, yes, sir, I will. I didn't tell him. God told me to step down. I just said, yes, sir, if that's what you want, That's what you got. And because of that decision, I was persecuted by a small number of apostolic ministers in our organization because they didn't like it that I had three offices. And I said, hey, if you want an office, run for it. I didn't make excuses and say, well, Bishop, ask me. But they tried to get a petition. They tried to get paperwork to prevent. And I was the only one that had three offices. But I don't want an independent spirit. I don't. No matter what I am faced with. You cannot be saved with an independent spirit. You can dress the part. But your heart's also got to be the part. God said it perfectly. Through the prophet Samuel to the king. He said obey is better then sacrifice to hearken than the fat rams Do all of your praising and dancing and worshiping you want but if you're not obeying the word of god as the word of god is written as it is preached if you're not obeying them that have the rule over you you might as well not do it god says this I am not one that looketh on the outside, but I looketh at the heart. Because if the heart's right, the outside's going to be right. Stephen said basically the same thing a deacon. Lot fell on him, full of the Holy Ghost. Preaching. Preaching he wasn't a preacher he was a deacon but he was preaching to preachers and he was telling them I mean he shut the corn but he finally said this as they were gathering stones ye stiff necked and uncircumcised in heart you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did and you know what they did to the man they killed him They stoned him. They went to another church. They held back their tithe. They got mad. They said, no, I'm not coming out. Some even wanted to walk out. But instead, they could stone. And they stoned Stephen. And his face was like the face of an angel. As he began to look up and saw that an angel was coming. And he said, Lord, lay not this sin upon their charge. There's an old song. It says, if loving you is wrong, you say, where'd you get that? God put it in my heart. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Mama and daddy said it was a shame, but I don't want to be right. If disobedience is wrong, I don't want to be right. If being independent, making my own decisions on what I want to do is wrong, I don't want to be right. Independent spirit, you know you've been taught what's right or wrong. But you get this independent spirit, and instead of coming out of the world, you're running back in. You're participating in activities you should never participate in. Independent spirit. You're listening to worldly music that is corrupting your soul. You're allowing dating practices uh, that should never be allowed and you look at somebody that's backslid uh, that their life is a mess uh, and they've got so much sin uh, and you begin to make comments uh, that they're better than someone that's struggling in the church of the living God. My God, what kind of independent spirit is that? I'd rather take somebody struggling and confessing their sin in the church of the living God try than someone that has backslid committing fornication and drugs, looking at pornography, worshiping devils. Give me a true child of God any day. No matter his weaknesses, no matter his fault, no matter where she's at. We... But don't tell me somebody living in the world and sinning is better off than a child of the king. Something's wrong with your thinking. What has happened to you? Listening to music that you once turned off when you were first born again. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. A child of God has no business. You hear me. No business dating Anyone that's not in the church, I can see if they're coming, they're sincere. They've been baptized or they feel the Holy Ghost. I can understand that. But I'm telling you, we got parents and we got young adults. It don't matter whether they're in the church. Tr- I like the way you look. I like the way you walk. I like the, your perfume, your cologne. So I'm not worried. I'll get you. Oh, no. But parents have to be parents. And young adults, you need to begin to get that independent spirit out of your heart. You say, Pastor, where are you coming from? Read the book. Darkness has no business fellowshipping with light, light with darkness. You like somebody outside the church, invite them and get them to church and see where they're at. I'm going to say this. Even if it's a healthy activity. If that activity is taking you from God and living from God, is it really worth it? Because your child is now happy. I've been praying. I've been preaching. I've been waiting. But nothing has turned. In fact, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And I'm going to tell you what an independent spirit does. They do their own thing. And they rehearse their reply when God's authority talks to them. They have it memorized. And so when they come in, they know why they're there. And that's all they say. They stick to it. take my calling very serious because I got to stand before God because I know this I'm going to preach because I care and I'm going to preach because I love God and those that remain you got a chance to go to heaven and those that rebel sooner or later you're going to have to make it right with some pastor and you can find you a pastor that won't preach You can find apostolic preachers that really not preaching. Letting all kind of things on the platform. Allowing people on the platform to come to fellowships with short pants. Allowing goatees on the platform. Allowing other things on the platform. You can find them, honey. You can find them. Allowing the women to paint their nails and cut their hair. You can find them. If that's the kind of church you want, nobody can stop you. But if you want a pastor that when God says preach, he's going to preach then this is the place because I'm going to preach and you need to swallow your pride. There's other things I could say. Other things I could preach. Only God knows whether you will receive it or not. Only God knows. And if you begin to kick against the pricks, you're going to find it's hard. The way of a transgressor is hard. A submissive spirit seeks godly counsel. A submissive spirit (laughs) Just says, okay, that's what I'll do. Or, okay, that's what I'll do. Okay, I'm sorry. Amen. An independent spirit has come into this church. And so that's where my warfare is at. And the problem is this. It'll start with one and it'll go to another. Another and another and you get around these folks that are now doing their own thing and you begin to emulate them I don't know if somebody said it or God put it yes you must lose your individuality in the church of the living God there is no Jew here there is no Greek here. There is no male here. There is no female here. We are all one in Christ. We are the vessel, the temple of the Holy Ghost. He sent some in the church to lead the church, to perfect the church. Anywhere you look in scripture, no matter how many ministers or prophets there were, Moses even said it this way, wish to God that everybody was a prophet there would only be one man, Amen. one man making the call. Right. Don't be swallowed up as Cora. Don't be swallowed up as Miriam. You're not going to agree. You're not going to like. You're not going to like my manner. You're not going to like the way I might deliver it. But I didn't call me. God called me. And even though I don't have to say this, there is no question about that in my mind. None. None. I'm not the most popular, I'm not the most handsome, I'm not the most skinny. But I'm going to tell you this right now. When God lays something in my heart and it begins to bowl over, it's coming out. It's coming out. And it's coming out the way God wants me to bring it. We need to get ourselves right with God, church. And we need. Don't say, I don't have one. Say, Lord, if I have one, what did the disciples do? When Jesus said, somebody at this table is going to betray me, each one of them said, is it I, Lord? They didn't say, no, it's not I, Lord. You don't, I don't know my own heart. But God will find it when you're asked to do something you don't want to do or you're corrected for doing something you shouldn't have done. Independent, self-governed, daughter, is she in here? Give my granddaughter to your husband. Independent, no, I'm not doing that. No, I, I, I do this, so I'm okay. I wear this, so I'm okay. I look this way, so I'm okay. I got friends, so I'm okay. No one said that the person that you may be wanting to date is not a nice person. Nobody said there weren't a good selection of those in the church. (laughs) Wait on the Lord. Parents, when are you going to be parents? Your children are going to get up and leave home Anyway. they can threaten you all day long wrong will never be right in closing in closing I'm going to give you this scripture say pastor haven't you given us enough probably But I'm going to give you the scripture because the Bible says all of us have sinned, including me, and come short of the glory of God. I have nothing to say I'm better than someone else. But listen to the scripture in 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 5. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence. We understand? And likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power over her own body but the husband. And likewise also the husband has not power over his own body but the wife. Defraud ye not one another. Except it be with consent for a time. That you may give yourself to fasting and prayer with consent. And come together again. That Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. Listen to me, church. I haven't covered this very much, but I have covered it before. A spouse has sinned if they purposely defraud their spouse due benevolence without consent. And for an extended period of time. No excuse for what happens But the enemy now has an open door. That's in the book. We like to say a lot of things, but we never go by that particular verses. I've been in the church a long time. And I've heard this over and over and over again. There is no benevolence, no benevolence for months, for years. Sitting. But that's okay. You justify it. I didn't have to read it. I could have went on, but that's as much the word of God as thou shalt not commit adultery. As we stand this morning, if I am wrong, I don't want to be right. If I'm wrong.